Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur Podcast. This is a post-Formula 1 race commentary podcast hosted by me, Humura Ruth. I hope you're doing well, but if for some reason life is not going as well as you'd like it to, I always say take it to the Lord Jehovah in prayer and hopefully some Formula 1 will cheer you up. Welcome to the podcast channel once again. Here I do Formula One race commentary after the race has ended, usually 30 minutes after the race has ended or an hour after the race has ended, you're able to find this podcast app on the channel. And I have been doing this since 2020, so you can subscribe to the podcast channel because I am not about to go anywhere. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe. And if you've been here with us from day one or you joined along the way, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate you. Welcome to today's episode, which is about the Formula One Singapore Airlines Singapore Grand Prix 2022. Now, that's the official name of the Grand Prix, but because that's a mouthful, I'll constantly refer to it as the Singapore Grand Prix. Now, the Singapore Grand Prix happened between from the 30th of September to the 2nd of October. I also have to mention this. If you're a Formula One veteran or a Formula One expert, please bear with me as I like to explain certain terms in Formula One or how certain things work in Formula One for people who are joining the sport or for those who would love to learn more about the sport. So a Formula One Grand Prix happens over the course of three days, usually Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And what happens is that on a Friday, you'll have your free practice session one as well as your free practice session two. Those sessions are meant to understand the track better, gather data on the track, which tires work better, how much fuel do you need. That kind of analysis is what the engineers are looking for during the practice sessions. On Saturday, you have free practice session three and then a qualifying session. Now, if you want to sound like an expert, you don't say free practice session. You may just say FP1, FP2 and FP3. And then you also have a qualifying session on Saturday in the afternoon. And what that is for is that it determines how the grid will line up on Sunday during the race. All right. Now, the Singapore Grand Prix is a night Grand Prix, which is another reason as to why I love it. I love night Grand Prix, if you know me. And I also love street circuits. I think I mentioned that a lot. I am a big fan of Baku, big fan of Singapore. I just love the streets for sure. Now, the Singapore Grand Prix is a street circuit. It happens at the Marina Bay Street Circuit in Marina Bay that is in Singapore. And uh, it's also the 17th round of the Formula One World Championship. Now, Singapore is not new to the circuit. We've been racing there since 2008. However, we didn't race there in 2020 as well as 2021 because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So the last race we had here was in 2019 and that was the time Sebastian Vettel won the race for Ferrari. He was in Ferrari at the time. Charles Leclerc came second for Ferrari. So it was a double podium for Ferrari. Max Verstappen came third for Red Bull. Fourth place was Lewis Hamilton and then Valtteri Bottas in fifth place. That was in 2019. So would that be recreated in 2022? You have to listen and get to know when it comes to the circuit, it's a temporary street circuit. It weaves through the streets of Marina Bay, which is absolutely cool. And it happens in the night. So it's a, actually a hot race. It's not a cool race. It's actually hot in Singapore, if you ever hear the drivers talk about it. Now, the circuit has a length of about 5.063 kilometers. 
if you prefer miles that's 3.146 miles drivers also cover a race distance of 308.76 kilometers if you prefer miles that's 192.821 miles and with all this race distance it's usually about 61 laps so we do 61 laps of racing in singapore the current lap record is held by Kevin Magnussen, who set it in 2018. It's a 1 minute 0.41 seconds, 0.905. So that is pretty cool for Kevin Magnussen, given the fact that he's actually back as well. In a has a Formula 1 car. Now the truck has 23 turns and 3 DRS zones. The first DRS zone is a long, a long sorry, turn 4 and turn 5. The next one is a long turn 12 and turn 13. And then the other one is along turn 21 and turn 22. There's also a speed trap that runs from turn 23 to turn, to turn 1. Or you can look at it as from turn 1 to turn 23, but it doesn't make sense. It actually runs the other way around, 23 to turn 1. When it comes to the tire compounds, Pirelli is a tire supplier, as has been for, I don't know, a good number of seasons. And they brought the softest tire compounds. That is the C3, the C4, and the C5 tire compounds. So that is the hard tire, the medium tire, and the soft tire. When it comes to racing, different trucks require different tire compounds. But just understand this. The hard tire lasts the longest in a race, but it is the slowest. The softest tire is the fastest, but it wears out pretty quickly in the race. The medium tire is a balance of both. So you have to choose, would you want to pit more or would you want to pit less and be slower? So that is something that um, you'd have to put into consideration if you ever have drivers out on the track. Also important to remember is that this race is a pretty good determinant when it comes to who will win the 2022 Formula One World Championship. It's the 17th round of racing this season, but it is also the championship decider race in a way. So we could have a champion at the end of the race, probably Max Verstappen, or we might not have. So by the way, by the time I record this, I actually don't know because I record the podcast as the events happen. So at the moment, Max Verstappen, before we get into the race, Max Verstappen is leading the driver standings by 116 points from Charles Leclerc. So Charles Leclerc is in second place. And behind Charles Leclerc is Sergio Perez, whom Max is leading by 125 points. When it comes to the constructors, Red Bull is leading from Ferrari by 139 points. And behind Ferrari is Mercedes. So Red Bull is leading Mercedes by about 164 points. Now, there are three scenarios in which Max Verstappen can actually win his second Formula One world title here in Singapore. The first one is if he manages to outscore Charles Leclerc in this race by 22 points, outscore Sergio Perez by 13 points and George Russell George Russell by 6 points. He can also win the title if he wins the race, takes home the fastest lap of the race which gives him an extra point and then somehow Charles Leclerc finishes outside the top 7 and Sergio Perez finishes outside the top 3. So he would win the title then. He can also win the title without necessarily taking home the fastest lap of the race. But that can happen if Charles Leclerc finishes out of the top eight at the end of the race and Sergio Perez finishes out of the top four at the end of the race while taking the fastest lap or Sergio Perez finishing out of the 
finishing within the top three without necessarily taking the fastest lap of the race. So those, those are the three scenarios in which Max Verstappen can win the 2022 Formula One World Championship. All right, let's take a short break. When we return, I'll take you through qualifying and then later on we'll get into the race. Okay, sorry for interrupting the show, but you probably love motorsport because you're listening to my podcast and I'm grateful for that. So if you love Formula E motorsport, the motorsport series, why not listen to my newest Formula E podcast called Z Formula E podcast? It's all about motorsport. I bring you the latest races in motorsport, the drivers, what happens in the tracks and off the tracks and why Formula E is a newer sport you should be interested in. So just look for Z Formula E podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Formula E podcast and you'll be sure to listen in. And then, aside from that, yes, I'm a woman of many talents and many passions. I also have a podcast dedicated to the beauty of Uganda. As you know, I am from Uganda. I'm from Kampala, Uganda. And I love to share the beauty of Uganda with the rest of the world, which is why I started my other podcast called Z Humura Show. So if you'd be interested in that, just look for Z Humura Show on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Humura Show. All right, let's go back to Formula One welcome back from that short break now let's dive into the qualifying session for the 2022 singapore grand prix now formula one has a qualifying session that is used to determine the way the grid will start on a race day on sunday as I explained earlier, by the way, this is for those people who are getting into the sport who don't really know Formula One. So if you're an expert at this, please bear with us. But as I explained earlier, on Friday, you have FB1, FB2, free practice session one, free practice session two. And then Saturday, you have FB3, free practice session three. And um, then you have a qualifying session later on in the day. Now, the qualifying session, like I said, I think I said it, is meant to determine how the grid will line up on Sunday. The thing is, in Formula 1, the tracks are narrow, and you have 10 teams, each team with 2 drivers. So that means you have 20 drivers, that means you have 20 cars. Now, all those 20 cars can't start on the same line when the race come race day on Sunday, because of how narrow the track is. The track can only accommodate 2 cars at the front. So in order to determine who starts at the front, who starts in the middle, who starts at the back, Formula 1 has a qualifying session. Now, the qualifying session lasts for an hour and it is divided into three knockout stages. You have quarter one, quarter two and quarter three. But nobody ever says quarter. So you say Q1, Q2 and Q3. Now, Q1 lasts for 18 minutes. That is quarter one. And what happens is that you have 20 drivers go out onto the track, not to race, but to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. At the end of those 18 minutes for Q1, the five slowest drivers are eliminated from further qualification processes. So after Q1, you have a short break. Then you go in for Q2. In Q2, you now have 15 drivers because five were eliminated in Q1. So these 15 drivers go out onto the track and try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. At the end of Q2, you will now have eliminated five other drivers. So then you have a short interval break. And then you come out for Q3, which lasts for 12 minutes. 
Q3 now has 10 drivers. These drivers go out onto the truck and try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly ever set. Now, at the end of the session, Q3, the way you finish, the way a driver finishes up in times in terms of time is the way that they will start on the grid. So if you are fastest overall in Q3, you start on pole position on Sunday. That means you start in the first slot on the grid on Sunday. If you are the second fastest, you start in the second place on Sunday. If you are the third fastest, you start in the third place on Sunday. If you are the eighth fastest overall, you start in the eighth place on Sunday. So that is how it is done. I hope that makes sense, yeah? And qualifying is not racing. It's just you trying to set the fastest lap times that you could possibly set. That is why you find um, cars are not fueled up, you know, the maximum amounts that would be f used in a race because you want your car as light as possible. The lighter a Formula 1 car is, the faster it goes. That means you're probably going to set a much faster lap than you would at the start of a normal race. And that faster lap could set you up higher on the leaderboard so you qualify higher. So there are all these things that are put into play. It's also an opportunity for, you know, team engineers to understand which tires work best on the track. Although you probably have done that in free practice session, but you just get a better idea of it because different conditions happen um, at different parts in different um, times of the Grand Prix. For example, in FP3, it was in wet conditions. When we got to the qualifying session, it was still wet, but then it became drier. So dry, uh, team engineers, teams need to understand all of this information before you get into the race so that ultimately you win the race. That is always the goal. Now, also you have to remember some drivers have never been able to race at this track before. That is the rookies, Mick Schumacher, Joe Guanyu, Yuki Tsunoda. And well, Nicholas Latif is no longer a rookie to me, but yes, he's never raced in Singapore before because the last time he went racing here was in 2019. Now, here's just a brief summary of what happened in different uh, qualifying sessions of the 2022 Formula One Singapore Grand Prix. In Q1, the first six cars out on the track were the two Mercedes, the two Alpha Tauris, and the two McLarens. They all came out onto the track on intermediate tires. And now at that moment, some parts of the track were dry, while others were slippery because they were slightly wet. And I think that was because of FP3 that was done in wet conditions. But eventually, because more cars were coming onto the track, it started to dry up because, you know, they were going over the slippery parts and warming them up. Now, with 11 minutes left to end the session, we had yellow flags out for Mick Schumacher, who had an incident at turn 16. We also had an incident with Kevin Magnussen, who went through an escape route during qualifying. Now, all of those things mess up your lap times. You don't want to be doing that. Um, another driver who had an issue was Charles Leclerc. He almost lost his rear at turn 8 and ended up going too wide off the track. Also, Alex Albon lost it at turn 18 as well. Now, at the end of Q1, it was the f five drivers were eliminated, like I explained before. That was Valtteri Bottas, Daniel Ricciardo, Esteban Ocon, Alex Albon, and Nicolas Latifi. Now, in Q2, Pierre Gasly was the first driver on the attack with intermediate. Eventually, it was dark, and so we had to have the floodlights turned on, which is some of my most... I think this is one of the things I love about Singapore. I love a night race. Don't be surprised as to why I love the Bahrain Grand Prix, because it's a night race. I absolutely love night races. So, by the time we got to Q2, it was dark, and so we had to have the floodlights on. 
We also saw Mercedes sending both of their drivers on fresh intermediate tyres. Lance Stroll unfortunately had an incident on the track in Q2. And at the end of the session, George Russell, Lance Stroll, Mick Schumacher, Sebastian Vettel and Joe Guanyu were, were the five drivers that were eliminated from the session. It was also the third time for George Russell this year not to make it into the top 10. In Q3... We noticed that people on uh, the intermediate tire were doing much better in the first sector compared to the other drivers who weren't. At one point, even Yuki Tsunoda managed to beat Max Verstappen's lap times. Charles Leclerc was trying to beat Yuki Tsunoda's lap times, but at one point he was failing to do so. Then we also had a session at a point with yellow flags out because Pierre Gasly had an incident at turn 18. Max Verstappen is another driver who had also had a mild incident. He ran wide and almost came close to hitting the barriers, but he didn't. And it got worse for him when he was called to the pits and he couldn't come back out to do another lap because he didn't have enough fuel in his car. So that's just a brief summary of what happened at the 2022 qualifying session. Now here are your qualifying results for the Grand Prix. Charles Leclerc grabbed pole position. He starts first. Sergio Perez qualified second. Lewis Hamilton qualified third. Carlos Sainz Jr. qualified fourth. Fernando Alonso qualified fifth. Lando Norris qualified sixth. Pierre Gasly qualified seventh. Max Verstappen qualified eighth. Kevin Magnussen qualified ninth. And Yuki Tsunoda qualified tenth. In 11th place was George Russell, in 12th place was Lance Stroll, in 13th place was Mick Schumacher, in 14th place was Sebastian Vettel, in 15th place was Joe Guanyu, in 16th place was Valtteri Bottas, in 17th place was Daniel Ricciardo, in 18th place was Esteban Ocon, and in 19th place was Alex Albon with Nicolas Latifi qualifying 20th overall. <laughs> Welcome back from that short break. Now let's dive into the race itself. Now this time around, the Singapore race was done under weight conditions on the track. And I think the last time we had a wet track at Singapore for the race was in 2017. And that was the time Massa uh, was, was on pole. This time around, it's Charles Leclerc on pole. But it was a very packed out race. We had over 300,000 fans in attendance. It was a wet track, like I said before. And in Singapore, we do 61 laps. So those are laps done within two hours. And drivers get to do 91 gear changes per lap. That is partly because there are also so many turns, so many corners on the track. The Singapore circuit which is a street circuit, has about 23 corners. 14 of those corners are to the left and 9 of those are to the right. So there's a lot of geo changes pile up. This time around for the tires, we had the intermediate tires, the wet tires, naturally because we had a wet track, the hard tire, the medium tire, and the soft tires. Now, everyone started the race on intermediate tires, and that meant that drivers had slower laps because you're losing time on those tires it's also important to remember that every singapore grand prix we've ever had has had a safety car in it so don't be surprised when we talk a lot about safety cars in this particular grand prix another notable thing to remember before we get into it is that this race um made fernando alonso hold the record for the most formula one stats the most formula one laps completed and the driver with the longest formula one career so 
Well done to Fernando Alonso. Congratulations. I don't even know how you can get to that, but wow, that is impressive. Also, the title is on the line for Max Verstappen. He could win the title at the end of the race. He may not win the title at the end of the race. You'll get to know in just a few minutes. Now, when it comes to pole position, Charles Leclerc has qualified on pole 17 times. But out of all those 17 times, he has only won four times from pole position. In fact, Max Verstappen has won more races when Charles Leclerc is on pole than Charles Leclerc has won races being on pole position. So whenever Charles Leclerc is on pole position, it is not a guarantee that he will win the race. All right. Also, you have to know George Russell began the race from the pit lane. So that is important to remember. Now let's get into it as I count it down for you. On lap one, Lewis Hamilton went wide into turn two. In fact, he and Carlos Sainz had a little bit of contact and Lewis lost a place, dropped down to fourth and Carlos Sainz moved into third place. Now remember, Carlos Sainz had qualified fourth place. Fernando Alonso also lost places on the track. Valtteri Bottas lost places on the track on lap one. Jogwanyu also less, lost places on the track. At the start of the race, Sergio Perez... Um, took the lead of the race he ran off with the with this red bull i mean red bull gives you wings he really ran off and he started leading charles leclerc there and then on lap one like i had said a few seconds ago whenever charles leclerc begins the race on pole position it is not a guarantee that he's going to win the race compared to you know other drivers like lewis hamilton max verstappen and the rest of those in history now, Max Verstappen also made contact with the uh, Lance Stroll at the start of the race. And in fact, he dropped down to 12th place, losing four positions because he had qualified in 8th place. But at the start of the race, because of that contact, he dropped down to 12th place. Um, we also saw black and orange flags for Kevin Magnussen. Black and orange flags means that you have to come in and fix your car. That means you have damage on your car. Now, in lap one, there was still a lot of spray on the track, which means that the track was still damp. By the time we go to lap two, Max Verstappen had made his way up into the top 10 positions on the grid. See how fast he is? Or maybe it's the Red Bull that actually gives you wings. Later on, race control told us, um, didn't tell us, but race control took notice of the um, collusion between Lewis Hamilton and Carlos Sainz Jr. on lap one. And they later on told us that no further investigation was going to be made. By lap three, Lewis Hamilton was now complaining about intermed his intermediate tires. Because remember, everybody began the race on intermediate tires. But the thing is, Lewis was not having grip with those tires. In fact, he wanted to start the race on wet tires. Now on lap four, it was by lap four, it was Alex Albon down in 20th place, Joe Guanyu in 19th place, George Russell in 18th place, Nicolas Latif in 17th place, Valtteri Bottas in 16th place, Esteban Ocon in 15th place, Mick Schumacher in 14th place, Daniel Ricciardo in 13th place, Kevin Magnussen in 12th place, Lance Stroll in 11th place, Yuki Tsunoda in 10th place, Max Verstappen in 9th place, Sebastian Vettel in 8th place, Pierre Gasly in 7th place, place fernando alonso in sixth place lando norris in fifth place lewis hamilton in fourth place carlos Sainz jr in third place charlotte claire in second place and it was sergio perez leading the race when we go to lap five george russell was running in 18th place managed to overtake nicolas latifi for 17th place by lap six, Charles Leclerc, who was running in second place, was now catching up with Sergio Perez because he wanted to lead the race. I mean, 
we want to see him win, you know. He, he, things can turn around for Ferrari. It's not that, you know, Max Verstappen is actually going to win the title. He could win the title well and good for him. But also Charles Leclerc stands a chance if he can just constantly finish at the top of the race. So the gap between Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez was now down to 1.5 seconds. So he was really chasing down the Red Bull. Now, by lap seven, Sebastian Vettel, who was running in eighth place, was now within a second of Pierre Gasly in seventh place. So, DRS was not yet enabled by race control, but he was really pushing hard to make the overtake. Max Verstappen, also in ninth place, was now catching up with Sebastian Vettel, who was in eighth place as well. Now, on that same lap, we had yellow flags because Joe Guanyu stopped at the, on the track at turn five. What happened is that Joe Guanyu and Nicolas Latifi had a little bit of contact. Well, in my opinion, I think Nicolas Latifi clipped Joe Guanyu. So Nicolas Latifi ended up hitting the barrier and Joe Guanyu suffered damage for that. And that is how Joe Guanyu finished his very first Singapore Grand Prix with only eight laps under his belt. Now, on lap eight exactly, Kevin Magnussen decided to pit to get a new front wing. Remember, I had told you that he had been shown black and white flags. Also, at this particular moment, Nicolas Latifi pitted and was out of the race. So that is also how Nicolas Latifi's very first Singapore Grand Prix ended. By lap 9, we're now under the safety car. Now, still on this particular lap, there is more contact. This time, it is between Valtteri Bottas and George Russell. So... They do have contact with each other. George Russell ends up on an escape road and manages to resume the race. But Valtteri Bottas has a damaged wing. We get to lap 10 and the safety car ends. By lap 11, Max Verstappen was now over trying so hard to overtake Sebastian Vettel for 8th place, which he managed to do. Still on that same lap, Max Verstappen managed to overtake Pierre Gasly for 7th place. But the thing is, Pierre Gasly was struggling to fire his tyres up. Lap 15, Max Verstappen's teammate, Sergio Perez, who's running in first place, is now concerned about his tyres. Another driver concerned about his tyres is Carlos Sainz Jr., who's running in third place. In fact, his race engineer tells him to cool down his tyres. Another driver struggling with his tyres is Lando Norris. He is told to make his intermediate tyres last as long as possible. We get to lap 16 and Alex Albon is now complaining about his brakes. Bear in mind, Alex Albon is running in 17th place. A few laps later, lap 21, Max Verstappen makes another overtake. This time around, it is on Fernando Alonso. So he overtakes him for 6th place. And eventually, Fernando Alonso um, gets out of the race because of engine issues. He just packed by the barrier and that is how the man with the longest formula one career ends his race so we get a yellow flag in sector two and we get the virtual safety car out now whenever you have a safety car out it means drivers have to drive at 40 percent less speeds than they usually drive out but the thing is even when um, Fernando Alonso equaled Kimi Raikkonen with mo the most Formula 1 stats, I think there was 349 Formula 1 stats, when Fernando Alonso equaled Kimi Raikkonen, his race just ended midway. It did not end well. And now when he was on track, I think he's actually set the track to have the most Formula 1 stats, the most laps completed, um, the longest Formula 1 career. His race ends midway. Sorry, ends midway. <laughs> so 
that is quite sad, but nevertheless, is one of the best drivers out there. We get to lap 22, and so far, Sergio Perez has led 15 laps of the race. Now, here's the thing about Sergio Perez. Whenever he leads a race for more than 15 laps, he usually wins the race. It is not a lie. Look at Sakia 2020. That was, I think, one of the first races that I did commentary on on my podcast channel. Sakia 2020 was one of my favorite races. I <laughs> I think I just love the Bahrain Grand Prix. Like, it's just me. I love a night Grand Prix and the streets. That's just my thing. So, Sakia 2020, Sergio Perez had led more than 15 laps of the race and he went on to win the race. Monaco 2022, same exact thing. So, by now, you're starting to think, okay, this guy could probably win the Singapore Grand Prix. But the thing is, we have like a good number of laps left because... Singapore, you do 61 laps. Anyway, George Russell, who's running in 15th place, decides to pit and he gets the medium tires. So he pits under the virtual safety car. Now, remember, everybody else on the grid is running on intermediate tires. Nobody has put on medium tires at all. And so he's kind of like, what is it? A guinea pig for other people to see whether the tires would actually work on the truck or whether they wouldn't. And anyway, the next lap on lap 23, George Russell comes on radio and tells us that he has no grip at all. Now, when he says that, um, Max's engineer tells him that, you know what? George Russell put on the medium tires and Max is like, oh my God, that was very brave of him. And so, in other words, Red Bull is going to use George Russell as not a guinea pig. I don't know what the word is, but you know, they're going to monitor George Russell on those tires and see how they perform. The data that they will get from George Russell's performance will help them make the decision as to whether to put um Max Verstappen on the medium tires. But so far, it was not going well. But the thing is, George Russell was already in 17th place, so he wasn't losing anything because we already had three drivers out of the race Alonso, Latifi, and Joe Guanyu. So having a driver at the back of the grid testing out and, you know, giving you information that could help you push another driver further up doesn't hurt. We get to lap 24 and Carlos Sainz Jr., who's running in third place, as well as Lewis Hamilton, who's running in fourth place, are fighting each other. Max Verstappen, who's running in sixth place, decides to set the fastest lap of the race. The man is fast. And... Um, Back down on the grid, George Russell is still losing more time on those tires. He's now over 20 seconds behind because of those medium tires. Two laps later, lap 26, we have double yellow flags in sector two. And that is because Alex Albon, who was running in 16th place, crashed into the barrier at turn eight. So he damaged his front wing. He also got a puncture. Now... What happened essentially is that Alex Albon understeered towards the wall and ended up into the barrier. But it was just an awful weekend for Williams because their driver was already out. Nicolas Latif was already out of the race. And now Alex Albon was out of the race. And it was even more sad for Alex Albon because he had missed the Italian Grand Prix due to an illness. And now he'd come back and he just wasn't able to finish the race. Anyway, we get to lap 27 and we go racing again. Now, at this particular moment, Max Verstappen, who's running in sixth place, is less than a second away from Lando Norris in fifth place. His rival from last year, Lewis Hamilton, who's running in fourth place, is also less than a second away from Carlos Sainz Jr., who's in third place. So that means we could see an overtake any time. 
We get to the next lap, lap 28, and we have yellow flags out for sector two. And that is because Esteban Ocon, who was running in 15th place, ends up in the barrier. And one thing I saw is that his car was smoking, like he had a lot of smoke coming out of his car. And that brings us to the double retirement of both Alpine drivers and Williams drivers. Because remember, Fernando Alonso was out of the race. Now, Esteban Ocon is out of the race. Alex Albon was out of the race. So was Nicolas Latifi. So at that particular moment, we were left with 15 cars in the race. Of which, out of, out of all those 15 cars, 14 of them were on intermediate tyres. And one of them was on the medium tyres. That was George Russell. We get to lap 29, we are still under the safety car and Ferrari pulls a bluff at the pit stop. So they make us think that they are going to pit but no driver pits. And thank God no other team reacted to their bluff. By lap 30, the virtual safety car ends. Then we get to lap 32 and Russell, George Russell who is running in 15th place is now still struggling. Especially in the, fi in the final sectors on those medium tires that he had gotten fitted on. Now, his teammate hits the barrier at turn 7 on lap 33. The thing is that Lewis Hamilton, who was running in 4th place, was trying to chase... Well, he was chasing Carlos Sainz Jr. in 3rd place down the track. And as he did that, he went very late on the brakes and ended up in the wall. You need to know how to brake really late and actually do it. Well, I don't think I'm fit to give a seven-time world champion of the world advice on driving. But the thing is, he was very late in the brakes and ended up in the wall. Now, when he ended up in the wall, Lando Norris went past him and grabbed fourth place from him. And then as Lando Norris goes past him, Lewis Hamilton flipped, uh, turns the car around and rejoins the race in fifth place ahead of Max Verstappen. The issue, though, is that Lewis has sustained damage on the left side of his car. Now, his teammate down at the back of the grid, George Russell, was starting to pick up the pace. He actually, at that particular point, set the fastest middle sector of the race. We get to lap 34, and Carlos Sainz Jr., who's running now, sorry, Pierre Gasly, who's running now in seventh place, pits and gets the medium tires. He comes out of the pits in 11th place. Now, Max Verstappen, at this particular lap, point in time he starts to complain about lewis's front wing going to fall off and the thing is that if you have debris on the track it definitely affects other drivers on the track because you could give them punctures you could cause a yellow flag to come out and all this and all that so it's just better if you pitted we get to lap 35 and Charles Leclerc, who's in second place pits and comes out of the pit stops in third place that was a pretty good pit stop lewis who's running in sixth place decides to pit he changes his front wing and that costs him time, so he comes out in ninth place. Sebastian Vettel was running in ninth place, pits for medium tires and comes out in eighth place, which means he comes out ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Sergio Perez also pits. We get to lap 36 and Carlos Sainz Jr., who's running in second place, is called to box. So in the process of all of that, Charles Leclerc moves into second place. And Carlos Sainz, as he's in the pit stops, does his pit stop, gets new tires, and comes out in fourth place. Max Verstappen, who's running in fifth place, also decides to pit, and he comes out in sixth place. So that was a pretty good pit stop. But then, almost as soon as that happens, we get a yellow flag at turn 10. And that is because Yuki Tsunoda hits the barriers. So now, at this particular moment, 
literally all the Singapore rookies are out of the race with the exception of Mick Schumacher. Remember, there were about four drivers who had never been, who had never raced in Singapore. That was Mick Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi, Joe Guanyu, and Yuki Tsunoda. Now, Nicholas Latifi, Joe Guanyu, and Yuki Tsunoda were all out of the race with the exception of Mick Schumacher. We get to lap 30. We're still on lap 36, by the way. Mick, uh, George Russell decides to pit again. And he comes out where he was in 14th place. Now, on lap 37, Lando Norris, who was running in third place, decides to pit and he comes out in fourth place. Daniel Ricciardo was running in fifth place. Pits gets soft tires and comes out in sixth place. Meanwhile, Lewis Hamilton is down in ninth place. And also so far, we have um, Yuki Tsunoda, Esteban Ocon, Alex Albon, Fernando Alonso, Nicolas Latifi, and Joe Guanyu, six drivers out of the race. Now, by this particular moment, the race was, you know, in Formula One, you're supposed to do a race in two. In three hours, I believe, and we had spent over an hour, you know, waiting for the race to start. So we had only two hours left. So we had to do a race in two hours. Those 61 laps were to fit in two hours. But at this particular moment, you couldn't be sure whether we were going to finish 61 laps in two hours. So now we had to have a countdown. And what happened is that we started counting down, I think, from 35 minutes. So I am no longer going to narrate it in terms of laps. I'm going to narrate it as a countdown. So with 35 minutes under 35 minutes on the clock... This is what happened. That's what I'm going to be saying because we stopped counting down the laps. We started counting down the minutes because we had to finish the race within the two hour window that we had. So with 34 minutes left on the clock, the safety car ended because we were under the safety car. Now, at this particular moment, everyone else on the track had medium tires on with the exception of Valtteri Bottas who was running on the soft tires. 34 minutes left in the clock. Max Verstappen was really going at super high speeds. Ends up locking up. He really locks up and just runs off the escape road. But the thing is, he does a 180 degree turn and rejoins the race in 8th place. So those lockup things happen. Remember Baku, it was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, probably 2021. Max Verstappen was going to win the race and then he had a tire puncture because he had been on hard tires for a very long time and then it was Lewis left in the race and it looked like Lewis was going to win the race but then he just went so hard and ended up in the escape way and that's how he lost out in back with that time I feel like it's the same thing that happened here in Singapore Max just went so fast and ended up on the escape road instead of making a right turn so anyway, and it's still bad news for Red Bull because his teammate Sergio Perez is noted by race control for safety car infringement. Now with 32 minutes left in the clock, Max switched up and drops down to 14th place, which is literally the last place in the grid. So with nothing to lose, he decides to pit and rejoins the race in 14th place because we have six drivers out of the race. And that is how you we saw that, you know, Max Verstappen is probably not going to win the title in Singapore. Now, with 31 minutes left on the clock, George Russell, who is running in 13th place, gets a puncture as he attempts to overtake Mick Schumacher. With 30 minutes left on the clock, Sergio Perez, who is running in first place, decides, no, he, did, he sets the fastest lap of the race. The person behind him, Charles Leclerc, also a few seconds later sits the first lap of the race. And at this particular moment, Charles Leclerc is now less than a second away from Sergio Perez. So the fight was on.
29 minutes left on the clock. Mick Schumacher was running in 13th place. Behind Max Verstappen now starts to slow down. I don't know whether he was having engine issues or something, but he was just slowing down. 28 minutes left on the clock. Sergio Perez, who's leading the race, by the way, starts to complain about issues on the drivability of his engine. And remember, this particular moment, as much as, you know, he was running away from Charles Leclerc and Charles Leclerc was running to him, race control hadn't activated DRS, um, the DRS um, mod yet because of how damp the track was. But with 27 minutes left to go, race control activated, enabled DRS so drivers could use it now. Now, 26 minutes left to go into turn one, Charles Leclerc almost made an overtake on Sergio Perez, but he failed too. 25 minutes left on the clock, Max Verstappen makes an overtake on Mick Schumacher for 12th place. So this is around lap 45 if you wanted to count it in terms of laps. That's around lap 45. Now 24 minutes left on the clock, Sergio Perez is running in first place. It's the fastest lap of the race. With 23 minutes left on the clock, Charles Leclerc sets the fastest lap of the race. Do you see the competition there? Then with 21 minutes left on the clock... Going into turn 14, Sergio Perez looks up. And that was the opportunity Charles Leclerc could have overtaken him. But the thing is, Charles Leclerc was eight-tenths of a second behind Sergio Perez, so he couldn't make the overtake. Now, 20 minutes left on the clock, Max Verstappen overtakes Kevin Magnussen for 11th place. So now Max is climbing back to the top of the grid. 19 minutes left on the clock, Charles Leclerc now has DRS on Sergio Perez. With 16 minutes left on the clock, Lewis Hamilton in 8th place starts to complain about not getting temperature in his tyres, not getting the right temperature in his tyres as he would like. With 13 minutes left on the clock, into turn 14, Max Verstappen overtakes Valtteri Bottas for 10th place. So Max is now climbing. 12 minutes left on the clock, Max Verstappen, who's running on soft tires, manages to overtake Pierre Gasly on medium tires for ninth place. So now Max is running in ninth place. And the thing is, the person in front of him is Lewis Hamilton in eighth place. So now Max begins chasing down Lewis Hamilton. 11 minutes left on the clock. Charles Leclerc in second place is told to stay within five seconds of Sergio Perez because Sergio Perez is under investigation for safety car infringement. So he probably will get a penalty. So, on the other hand, Sergio Perez is told to build a five-second plus gap with Charles Leclerc. That in case, in case he gets a five-second penalty, he'll still be number one in the race. I hope that makes sense because now Charles Leclerc is um, behind him in second place. If Sergio Perez gets a five-second penalty and Charles Leclerc finishes the race just five seconds away from Sergio Perez, he would have won the race because Sergio Perez would get a penalty for five seconds. But if Sergio Perez builds a gap that is over five seconds, even if it's just six seconds, and he gets penalized at the end of the race, he will still maintain first place because the, the penalty would not affect him to lose his place. Now with nine minutes left on the clock, Mercedes decides to pit George Russell, who was running in 14th place for soft tires. The goal is for him to set the fastest lap of the race to take it away from Sergio Perez or Max Verstappen for that matter. Seven minutes left on the clock. Max Verstappen in ninth place has DRS on Lewis Hamilton in eighth place. Three minutes left on the clock. George Russell sets the fastest lap of the race. 
previous league was Sergio Perez, now George Russell sets it. And there's no way Sergio Perez would be able to set that fastest lap because he doesn't have newer tyres compared to George Russell and he's not even on the soft tyres that George Russell is on. Now, with one minute left on the clock, Max Verstappen overtakes Lewis Hamilton for eighth place. See, Lewis wouldn't have lost their place if he didn't go wide trying to overtake Sebastian Vettel. So as Lewis was trying to overtake Sebastian Vettel, he made a mistake, went wide. Max took, took advantage of that, overtook him and settled himself up into eighth place. So by this particular moment, we had done 58 laps. Now, with 30 seconds left on the clock, Max Verstappen again tries to overtake now Sebastian Vettel. But it fails. Eventually, with I think 12 seconds left on the clock, Max Verstappen overtakes Sebastian Vettel for self for seventh place. And at that particular moment, Sergio Perez, please excuse me, had been building the gap between himself to Charles Leclerc to over seven seconds. And uh, that's pretty much how the Singapore Grand Prix went. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, here are your race results for the 2022 Singapore Grand Prix. Sergio Perez won the race. Like I told you before, if Sergio Perez leads the race for more than 15 laps, he's taking the win home. Charles Leclerc came home in second place. Carlos Sainz Jr. finished third for Ferrari. Lando Norris finished fourth for McLaren. Daniel Ricciardo finished fifth, which is his best finish this season. Lance Stroll finished the race in 6th place. Max Verstappen finished the race in 7th place. Sebastian Vettel finished the race in 8th place. Lewis Hamilton finished the race in ninth place. And Pierre Gasly finished 10th. In 11th place was Valtteri Bottas. In 12th place was Kevin Magnussen. In 13th place was Mick Schumacher. And in 14th place was George Russell. The rest of the drivers had DNFs. That was Yuki Tsunoda, Esteban Ocon, Alex Albon, Fernando Alonso, and Nicolas Latifi. When it comes to driver standings, Max Verstappen is leading with 341 points, Charles Leclerc is in second place with 237 points, Sergio Perez is in third place with 235 points, George Russell is in fourth place with 203 points, Carla Sainz is in fifth place with 202 points. Lewis Hamilton is in 6th place with 170 points. Lando Norris is in 7th place with 100 points. Esteban Ocon is 8th with 66 points. Fernando Alonso is 9th with 59 points. And Valtteri Bottas is 10th is with 46 points. Daniel Ricciardo is 11th with 29 points. Sebastian Vettel is 12th with 24 points. Pierre Gasly is 13th with 23 points. Kevin Magnussen is 14th with 22 points. Lance Stroll is 15th with 13 points. And Mick Schumacher is 16th with 12 points. In 17th place is Yuki Tsunoda with 11 points. In 18th place is Joe Guan Yu with 6 points. In 19th place is Alexander Albon with 4 points. In 20th place is Nick DeVries with 2 points. In 21st place is Nicolas Latifi with 0 points. And in 22nd place is Nico Halkenberg with no point at all. When it comes to the constructors, Red Bull is leading with 576 points, Ferrari second with 439 points, Mercedes is third with 373 points, McLaren is fourth with 129 points, Alpine is fifth with 125 points, Alfa Romeo sixth with 52 points, Aston Martin is seventh with 37 points, Haas F1 team is eighth with 34 points, Alpha Tower is 9th with 34 points and Williams is 10th with 6 points. 
i hope you enjoyed the singapore grand prix as much as i did and uh, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel leave a review it greatly helps let me know what you think of the podcast channel connect with me on twitter my handle is at motorsports podcaster or you can use at humura ruth on Instagram, my handle is at Humura Ruth and my personal email address is mbabaziruth77 at gmail.com. That is spelled as M-B-A-B-A-Z-I-R-U-T-H 77 at gmail.com. Now, we still have a few races left to the end of the season. The next time we'll be racing will be next week, or this week, I should say. That will be in Japan for the 18th round of racing from the 7th to the 9th of October. Thereafter, we'll go to the United States for round 19 from the 21st to the 23rd of October. And then Mexico from the 28th to the 30th of October. And then Brazil from the 11th to the 13th of November. And then finish it all in Abu Dhabi from the 18th to the 20th of November. Thank you so much for listening in. I will see you next time. Have a lovely week.